Coming up, we've just seen an advanced screening of Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No Tales, and we'll tell you, is this film dead on arrival or ready to set sail? Yes, I just said that in this episode of Diz Pop. Pop is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. Be sure to visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everybody. I am your host, Rhino Clavin, and joined by my, uh, what are they in ships? What would you be? My second commander? My lieutenant? I, my Mr. Gibbs? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll just be your uh, monkey. Mm, no, no, that sounds weird. no. I don't want to be your monkey. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll just be Craig. Okay, I'll be Craig, the co-host. Craig, we've promoted oh, you the co-host oh, at this oh, point. Thank you. Um, so we had the opportunity to attend a Disney Parks blog advanced screening of Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Men Tell No Tales. Um, I got to go thanks to Jackie Gailey's son being able to, uh, not being able to attend. So thanks, Jackie, for the invite. Craig was quick and swift, and he was able to sign up immediately. Yeah, I, as I usually am with those type of events. As soon as I see them uh, pop up on my my uh, Apple Watch and on my phone, I it, as long as it's not something I've done before. So, like with this one, never seen pirates before. Had to when I saw like the Pandora one pop up. I was already lucky enough to get into Pandora. I don't need to take that from someone else. Yeah. So, uh, very nice with he it. He doesn't and, mean he hasn't seen the Pirates movies. He no, just no, meant this movie. Just this one. Yeah. But I, I do have to say, um, we're, we're talking about the movie, obviously, not our experience seeing the movie. But uh, if you are a local in Florida um, that is a Disney Parks blog follower, or uh, even if you're you're just lucky enough to be traveling at the time that they do one of these meetups, whether it's for a movie or another event, fireworks, you know, they do, they do random stuff all the time. I highly recommend it. Disney Parks blog, uh, the team behind it, really, really takes care of you. Oh, yeah, they things. treat you um, real nice. I was surprised. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's not uncommon for them to give you a Some little swag. gift away for Doctor Strange. We got the um, we got a special keychain. This meetup, we got a, a pirates bandana and a new Disney Parks blog T-shirt, which and, was cool because it looks yeah. like the East India Trading Company logo. I, I would have worn it, but by the time I checked in, they only had small and medium, so I gave it to Eli because I like to wear large T-shirts. So I wore my mermaid shirt to talk about a pirates movie, but. Um, no, they give us that, and then they give us a voucher for free popcorn and a free soda. So I know that was that was. I, I thought we us seeing the movie for free was generous uh, enough. So no, it, it was really very was. Nice. But we will not let our amazing experience hosted by the Disney Parks blog uh, deter us from giving a full and honest review on this movie. Yeah. So so. Um, where should we start? Do we just want to talk about this movie? Do we want to, let's talk about the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise a little bit here. Yeah. Um, so this is the fifth entry in the franchise. It all started back in 2003 with Curse of the Black Pearl, arguably the best of all the films still. I don't even know if it's an argument. I think it it's pretty much is the best. Yeah, no, I, I don't think anyone would ever say that it isn't the best one. If you only could watch one Pirates movie... At 99.9% people would probably say Curse of the Black Pearl is yeah. the one and only one you need to watch. And uh, I believe that still remains true after this new installment. But uh, no, it is just a, a good classic yeah. 
it, it, it would have lived well on its own, kind of like Back to the Future. But, you know, they decided to let's give it the franchise and see how much legs they had under it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and I'm glad they did because, you know what, all the Pirates movies kind of remind me of um, kind of those classic Disney adventure films yeah. like Swiss Family Robinson, um, you know, those kind of kind of things oh, yeah. like they, they don't make as many of those these days as they do. But uh, so with the uh, I, I think also Curse of the Black Pearl wasn't expected to do as well as it did either. I mean, I, you know, I'm sure they were hopeful, but this was kind of like a hit that just kind of kept going all summer long that year. Yeah, I remember um, it was actually fitting. I, I leaned over to Kylie during this movie and I brought it up. The very first time I saw Pirates of the Caribbean Curse of the Black Pearl was actually in uh, Walt Disney World at that AMC theaters in that exact same theater. Oh, cool. Uh, when we were down on vacation, I think we actually went on premiere night, uh, the the night, the Friday night that it debuted. Yeah. Um, I, I just, in going into that movie and stuff, I don't remember hearing a lot of buzz about it on TV. I mean, I was, I was very into movies back then. But I don't really remember. I, I this remember movie. the trailer. Yeah, I, I remember. Remember, trailers, like it was but, the the feet yeah. in the water. Yeah, and it was like they were being skeletons, not. And I was like, yeah. Like I remember thinking, yeah, because yeah. the trailer didn't really show you anything. Exactly, and I, I think that's why when we're well, we're in Walt Disney World, and we want to go see a movie one night, and this Pirates of the Caribbean movie's out. What better time to do it? And I I remember we were all just blown away, like everyone else in the theater was, and basically everyone that watched the movie was i mean it this thing was just a a huge hit as much as they it could johnny depp while already an he, established yeah. actor established but i wouldn't say mainstream no. i think he was still on the outskirts doing like doing... astronaut's wife and stuff oh, like okay. that you picked so. the worst film he's ever done <laughs> although i would argue um that dante uh, not dante's the ninth gate is the worst yeah. it's a good movie up to the very end and then you're just like it makes me so angry at the end i hate it um but, well, I saw it that summer because I had just graduated high school in 2003, and it was my best friend and I, uh, Kim, we, we, we've we always been big Johnny Depp fans because she's loved him since she was, like, little, you know, we big, always watching Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. Um, and, in fact, we, we we pretty much had seen every movie he'd done up to that point. Uh, Donnie Brasco is a good one, too. Yeah, I yeah, didn't think I'd like that one, but I really enjoyed it. Um and so we went, and we went multiple times, too, because she really oh, yeah. liked it. And there was a new movie theater in the town next to mine in Wareham that had just opened. And I remember, like, that's the movie we kind of christened that theater with. Um, so a lot of good, you know, memories attached to that. And then, um, they, you know, successful movie. Johnny Depp nominated for his first Academy Award for that, uh, for Best Supporting. I want to say Best Supporting. It might have been Best Actor. But um, either way, he, he did not win. Um, but... Um, wait, he didn't win. He right? was, uh, he did not. He was okay. nominated for best actor in a leading role. Okay, I wasn't sure it. if they had billed him as the lead uh, yeah, or not. It so. was also nominated for makeup, uh, sound mixing, sound editing, and visual effects. Yeah, for sure. All these movies really do have that. Uh, whatever, whatever the the adventure is. Disney always likes to like make these movies the same way Pixar movies are really that kind of advancement in animation each time. I feel like the Pirates movies really don't take it easy on themselves for how they want to do the visual effects. They really kind of push the boundary with that every time. So I do really appreciate that about the movies because oftentimes it does look 
wonderful too in the movie you know so um and that continues on with the follow-up they filmed the back-to-back sequels dead man's uh dead man's chest in 2006 that came out and then in 2007 it was followed up with at world's end yeah um and uh not i don't I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't care for these ones as much. In fact, I've only seen At World's End the one time in the movie theater because I thought it was so confusing. I couldn't understand it. But also, I had started working at Disney in 2007, and I remember when it came out on DVD and Blu-ray. I couldn't afford to buy it yet, yeah. so that's the reason I never just ended up getting it. They're all waiting at my house right now to do a remarathon of all four of them. But um, I, it would it. The second one, I mean, Bill Bill Nye. Oh, exactly. You know? uh, Bill Nye stepping in as Davy Jones was just absolutely, uh, just absolutely spellbinding. Yeah. Um, you know, because Jeffrey Rush did such a great job as Barbosa in the first one. He obviously, spoilers, he dies at the end of the very first movie. Um, and, uh, you know, we're. I'm not going to have to say spoilers on this. If you haven't seen the first four Pirates movies at this time, oh, what it, bubble have you been living under? And here's a note on spoilers. So for the majority of this, we're going to keep spoiler-free, like when we talk about the yeah. plot and stuff like that. But we have been asked to start talking about spoilers. So what I'm going to do is if you're watching the video, I'm going to put a little thing at the bottom of the screen when we go into the spoiler section, which will be the back, the last part of the show. Yeah. Um, and so if you're listening, I'll make sure to like note and do whatever. So if you hadn't seen the movie yet or you, you don't want spoilers, just – Ignore that part and come back and listen to it when you're done. Exactly. But anyway, yeah. So, yeah, um, but no, I, I thought Bill Nye as Davy Jones just stepped it up to the next level. Uh, the score was taken to a new height with um, with Dead Man's Chest. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I am on the side of... I. It was a very grand scale. Everything was in a grander yeah. scale than Pirates, yeah, the it, first one. The, we talked about this before. You, don't, you dislike Dead Man's Chest because it doesn't have an ending, which is true. It is basically that and At World's End combined are one big movie, not in, you know, but they're presented as two separate movies. But I think Dead Man's Chest parts, it doesn't have that same action adventure classic Disney feel as Curse of the Black Pearl does, but it has just some of the most stunning sequences. Like when the Kraken faces down with Jack Sparrow at the end and the Hello Beastie line and, and, they just finally have their confrontation together. That is like well, here's that my, is my favorite part in the entire series. Here's my thing with that too: is it? It's like I I I don't dislike the se- I don't like hate the second one. I I enjoy it. I've watched that one repeatedly again, and and I, my hope was you know that the third one would come along and finish the movie. And I feel and like no. a lot of stuff that happens in the third one is because then it introduces like. It's more characters that have new things. And Davy Jones is almost like a side character at that point, no longer the main character villain. Yeah. And so it, it just kind of – it was the promise of the finished movie, whereas then it was its own movie as well. So it got really confusing, and it also doesn't – the. I guess I felt that year in between. Yeah, I, I didn't. It didn't feel like it was picking up immediately where it left right. off. And it know? just it just overall wasn't – nearly as good as dead man's chest and uh it did not even hold a candle next to curse of the black pearl at world's end just wasn't great uh they they went out off the rails a little bit going with exploring the the chinese side of pirates which i understand that's a that's a very important part of 
the history of cool pirates. Too. Yeah. And um, it just wasn't handled well. And like I think I think at World's End really it it, it peaks with when they're going into um, Davy Jones locker and they they cross over and you hear like the dead men tell no tales. Yeah. In the little montages are crossing over. That's like where the movie gets great. And then it's not really great after that. I, I will say it, crabs it, and yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the witch with the crabs. Oh gosh, I forgot about that. Um, uh, one of uh, there it. But regardless, I do think the movies all look beautiful. I should say that because yeah. the third movie has the finale where that guy. It's not Commander Norrington. It's the other because he's on their side in that one. But um, the guy who was working for the East India Trading Company or the British Empire, whatever it was, yeah. he, when he was walking down the ship and the ship's just being blown yeah. apart around him, I remember watching that and thinking, like, wow, this scene looks beautiful. Um, but just just for reference here, the the Rotten Tomato score of these first, first three movies, uh, Curse of Black Pearl was at 79%, Dead Man's Chest, 54 At World's End, 45 And then this was, uh, that was 2007. And then uh, four years later, we got On Stranger Tides, which um, saw the first movie without Elizabeth Swan and Will Turner in it, and Jack uh, Sparrow kind of taking on a new adventure with new people. And I thought this would be a great idea is that Jack should always be kind of the sidekick. Like he's the interwoven thread in pirates. Whereas like the other people are the main story and Jack's kind of the, yeah. the guy who works in and out, you know, he's the legend. Yeah. You know? but, but what it takes is a strong ensemble cast to really pull it all together. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we've also discussed this off camera, but, uh, with, with uh, Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley in in the first three movies, uh, Orlando Bloom had just seen a lot of success coming off of mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings movies. So he was very well known by that point. Uh, Keira Knightley had done Bend It Like Beckham and some uh, other, other things, and I believe she was known in the theater world, but... She wasn't a massive star. Or my favorite Star Wars film, Episode One: Phantom Menace. Exactly. But they they both had a lot of promise, and they are both very talented actors. Orlando Bloom, a little bit more one-dimensional and flat, for sure. He will not go down and being remembered as one of the best. But he had a little bit of star power to his name, because if you don't remember, back when Lord of the Rings came out, People were losing their mind over Legolas. Oh, he they he's, were the, he's insane the, for him. The nerd heartthrob. Yeah. I you know I hate to use that word, but no, but it, but it's absolutely accurate. And so them balanced with Johnny Depp, balanced mm-hmm. with Jeffrey Rush, who also wasn't really huge. I mean, he he had done good good parts, and he's an amazing actor. Um, yeah, phenomenal actor. You know, especially if you've ever seen Mystery Men. Um, the Ben oh, gosh, Stiller. I forgot vehicle. he was in that. Yeah, he's he's the villain in it. Um, he he's done great things. But he's got a, that Albert Einstein TV show that I really yeah. want to see coming out this year. But yeah, but all all these actors came together to just make something something fantastic and get to on Stranger Tides, and then you have Penelope Cruz and Ian McShane, which are both phenomenal actors. Uh. And just wonderful and everything, especially Penelope Cruz. If you've ever seen her in Blow with Johnny Depp, their chemistry together is I just hate, out of this world. I, and and here's my thing: it's like I hate Penelope Cruz because I hate her, and I, it's just I think I've seen movies where you're supposed yeah. to not like her, like in um, 
what's that Tom Cruise movie where his face gets messed up? Vanilla Sky? Yeah. And oh, in another life, what are both cats? Or in in Blow, when she's just like oh, when she freaking loses out her in mind the car. And, yeah. yeah. And, and she's just flipping out, like, which is great. Yeah. But I'm also like, ah, oh, you're the reason why Johnny Depp went down in this movie. Yeah. Like, you know. No, that, that that's exactly it. But they did have that chemistry. Ian yeah. McShane is... Anytime he pops up in a movie, it's you know it's just going to be a little bit better because of his presence. Or but, when he's uh, the Santa um, Claus killer on American Horror Story season yeah. two. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I, you know, it just the movie failed. Uh, it just it didn't really well work well. It didn't have that same magic. So flat, uh, fast forward. Well, to, per, I'm just going to say personally, okay. I I actually enjoy the fourth one more than the third one. For me, I was like I just didn't like the third one so much. Again, I should, I will say I've only seen it the one time in the theater. I did buy them all on Amazon. Uh, they were like eight bucks for the Blu-rays for each one. So. They're waiting at my house. I'm going to do a little marathon and see how I feel about it afterwards. Um, but, yeah, I will say, though, Sam Claffin, who was Philip in the fourth one, he was supposed to be – or potentially could still um, kind of blow up a little bit. Um, for those of you who don't know, in the, he was in the fourth one, but he's also in um, – uh, he was in Snow White and the Huntsman. He was um, the prince. So, you know, that movie's really about Snow White and uh, Thor. Uh, oh my gosh. What the heck is Thor's name? Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Um, and then he was in the Hunger Games. He's Finnick in the Hunger Games movies. Um, and, you know, and he's been in some other, like, indie indie hits and stuff like that and, um, and, and things. And so I, I just – I don't think he quite – took off the yeah. way he was supposed to maybe but i feel like he was he was in that similar platform but i but i do agree i do agree with what you're saying so go on with what you were saying about fast forwarding to well let's fast forward to now yeah. with um with dead men tell no tales and what they did was i i think they really looked at what worked at curse of the black pearl and that was taking that great chemistry between uh, a likable guy mm-hmm. and kind of uh, an adventurous girl, something that little twist. I mean, let, let's be honest. We know that um, the the main boy in the movie uh, is what? No spoilers. Don't say it. I don't think that's a spoiler. Okay, it was used in international marketing. I haven't seen it used in domestic marketing. Okay, so I, I'm going to say that it. There are. A couple of twists in this film. One, if you've watched the commercials, you probably know it. Okay? And it's pretty obvious by looking at what he looks like. I'm just going to say that. We'll get to that lineage later when we get to it. Um, I also... I, but 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 either way, there is a twist on who these who these people yeah. are. Which we'll talk about at the end. But yeah, I still disagree because his name is listed on the Internet Movie Database. And no, I know, but I, that, I promise like... That is not a spoiler. It's his name. I know. I don't know, though. But they, if they didn't look it up and they're only going by TV commercials. It's okay. All right. Well, you're going to say it. Just say it. The main, the main boy in the movie is Henry Turner. It okay, is the yeah. son of Will it Turner. is the son of Will Turner and Elizabeth Swan. 
okay. together. And the girl is someone who we don't know who she is. She is uh, a witch of sorts who is well she's a she's a she's an astronomer and uh, a horologist uh, and, uh, yeah an astronomer and a horologist who studies time fun jokes made about these but yeah, yeah we we i don't know if we talked about it on this or we talked about it on something we went uh, we went to go see the preview clip that was yes, playing at one did. man's dream and where the guy calls her a witch repeatedly yeah and it was you know it's funny and and that's pretty much the running thread is that an educated woman is a witch <laughs> like, exactly no it, it felt very like monty python-esque yeah. with repeating over and over again uh as a witch but um they you know he has that same characteristics that that orlando bloom had in the first pirates movie yeah uh, the the girl has it feels like she's just a clone of um, Elizabeth Swan's character. I got that vibe in that too. Same, you know, after after Elizabeth kind of got going more in like Dead Man's Chest and at World's End than in the Curse in, of the, the Black Pearl. The independent Elizabeth, exactly. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, thank you. That was the perfect wording for it. And then pair that together with Johnny Depp, and it just feels comfortable and it feels natural. It, it feels like that same fit you had from the first one. These three as a, a trio mm-hmm. going up against. Uh, the villain in this case case is uh, Captain Salazar, Salazar. Uh, played by Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem, who's just the most unusual human I've ever. He's good, you know what I mean? Like he he plays a good villain. I liked his villain quite a bit. Um, oh yeah, I, I actually very different from his Bond villain, obviously. But I I just I don't want to be rude or you sound, disagree. You don't I, like his villain? No, I I I dislike him as an actor. I don't. Think he's I I know he's oh, well done I've amazing only I've roles. only really seen I don't think I've seen any other movie he's been in except for No Country for Old Men I and, didn't see that. oh you didn't even see that yeah I, I, it's that. one of those ones that slipped through every year there's like a good movie that slips through yeah that one slipped through no and he's he's fantastic in that he's not he's not bad in Bond but I just don't like him uh, there's something about him that just grates and irritates me um, but I I surprisingly enjoyed him as the villain in this one I think a lot of my my notions on this were uh, again we we talked about the marketing it was a little vague this isn't really a spoiler he's actually not a pirate in this film um, yeah he's he's more of like he's kind of the commander Norrington he I don't know if I'm saying that right the the Jack Davenport character from the first movie I love Jack Davenport yeah um, but uh, he he acts in that role because that guy was out to like stop the pirates yeah. he know? he was a Spanish pirate hunter that. Um, as you've seen in trailers and other stuff, he was kind of he. he it is he the had trailer. The trailer with is Johnny his backstory. Depp. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'll put it that way, as spoiler free as possible. Um, and so I think because of that twist, I enjoyed the take on his characters and his fleet, uh, all of his. You mentioned the other two, the side, the the Elizabeth Swan wannabe yeah. and the Will Turner or son. Uh, how do you do you feel about them? Because I thought watching this preview, I was like, ah, oh, two unknown people that I don't know that their chemistry is going to mesh. I actually went into that movie thinking I was going to hate the Will, uh, Henry Turner character and surprisingly enjoyed them both. Yeah, no. Um, for me, uh, the Henry Turner is played by Brenton Thwaites, and I had not heard of him before this um, besides uh, he was in Maleficent. That's the only thing I knew oh, him from. Oh, who was he in that? He was Philip in it oh that so, is okay but like he was in um he was in uh the giver and gods of egypt and he was also in another movie which i did watch oculus 
but I do not remember him in that. Oculus was that weird horror movie with uh, Amy Pond. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, I he was he was her brother, or you know what I mean in that movie. I just don't remember him from that. So he he is established to a point. Um, he's definitely done uh, some things. I just don't think with a lot of success. Um, playing Karina Smith. Is, I, didn't, I didn't know her at all, yeah. Is uh, Kea Scodelario, and I know her from the British version of Skins, but then she's also been in the, the Maze Runner movies and Clash of the Titans. So uh, both definitely, they had some stuff on their resume, but I still think pretty unfamiliar for the most part with yeah. American audiences. Uh, and I thought they both did outstandingly well. Uh, I I preferred Karina's character a little bit more to to Henry Turner's. Um, I thought she was that, good. I, I thought they were both good. Yeah. I, I thought they had good chemistry together as well. Yeah, no, I, I definitely thought they had uh, they had good chemistry between each other. I just think she's a little bit stronger of an actor, and I think her I, I think her character was a little bit more fleshed out because there's a lot more mystery behind her character mm-hmm. and coming who around to it whereas uh henry's character is pretty straightforward um before they even run the the scene saying it's pirates of the caribbean and stuff you you already i, I feel like you have a, a good idea yeah, on his, who his, he is what his purpose his motivation is, is very flat be. yeah yeah i thank you it's very upfront what I, what exactly he's doing yeah um yeah uh well how much further into the plot do you want to well, want to go about what what the movie's about? So it, star- it starts with these two characters that intersect Jack Sparrow when he's kind of at a low in his pirating life. Yes. Um, he's drinking like he's always drunk, and he's just not finding very much success with him and his crew. And so the crew quits, and Jack is left with these other two. And, and he's essentially looking for the next adventure, mm-hmm. uh, not knowing that that will also cause him to go up against one of his old rivals, that as uh, Captain Salazar. I don't even want to call them rivals. Something in Spanish. I love when um, he says, yeah. I knew a pirate once, something in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so then it, it becomes a quest on that, and we won't really get into spoilers beyond that, but uh, it, it affects many people. So Barbosa comes back into back the line. And yeah. he's affected by everything that is happening uh, with Salazar and Jack Sparrow. Obviously, the British still have a problem with piracy, and still going they're on. looking for uh, a way to put it to the end. And, um, yeah, it's it's just kind of a, a train ride right after that, a, a very fast-paced one as well, too. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's a couple... A couple steps they could have taken out along the way that they threw in to to keep up the humor and also keep up the action because no one will ever complain about uh, too much action. I feel like they've almost looked at what's working with movies like Fast and the Furious uh, lately and mm. uh, huge franchises like that and saying, "Well, look, let's look at the pacing for these movies and see how they're doing it and try to try to put it Guardians back in this the galaxy, one. Kind of, yeah." yeah. Because they, this movie has to be, if they want this franchise to continue, this has to be a, uh, not so much a critical success, but it definitely has to be a box office success for Disney. Yeah, um, it, and, and this is being marketed as the final adventure, but um, we have seen, 
you saw some things right before we got started that suggest otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Brenton, who plays Henry, has said something along the lines that he's been signed on for uh, up to five more movies. And it, and then um, the director. So the the two directors of this movie are a Swedish uh, duo who helmed the 2012 film Contiki, mm-hmm. which I remember hearing about at the Academy Awards, and that's apparently how they got the job because I had never heard of them. Um, I don't even know how really to say their names. Joaquim Ronning and Espen Sandberg? I don't know. Um, But they are... uh, I said Swedish. Now I think they're Norwegian. But... um, but either way, they, they... They're of Nordic descent. Yeah, they got the job, and essentially they said um, uh, that... Uh, let me find the exact thing. That uh, the director, Joaquin Running, stated that Dead Man uh, was only the beginning of the final adventure. So implying that it would um, that it would not be the last film in the franchise and that a six is still possible. Um, also, before I forget, if you are watching this film, stay to the very end of the credits because there's a scene at the very end and then also well we'll get to, we'll get to that in a second so yeah. um should we just go over a little bit more of the how characters did in their roles yes yeah because yeah. because yeah because barbosa is in it again we said and he's jeffrey rush is always this is like i think a role that jeffrey rush just loves playing yeah because he is phenomenal pirate yeah and uh and speaking of a character who is reprised there pirate role over and over again for this movie uh johnny depp uh mm-hmm. has definitely been plagued with some issues with this movie and just life in general between uh the the he was injured on set during this movie yeah. and then he got into the thing with having the dogs in australia and then and, the divorce and and just fights on the set and not being the easiest person to work with yeah, i read and, that he wouldn't wake up in the morning yeah that they had to like have somebody stationed outside of the window of his house and essentially once the light turned on they would like call to the set and, and be like say, okay he's awake we yeah. can get started Exactly. I think and he's having a rough time right now. Something's yeah, going on. No, and um, obviously, knowing all these financial problems that he's going through now, yeah. Disney's very worried that it's going to affect the outcome of the film. Um, you know, it's Johnny Depp is Jack Sparrow, so it's kind of hard to yeah. really quantify how he did in this movie versus the other ones. I, I would say the magic's still there for him in the role. It, it seems like he is... Uh, still excited to play it every single chance he gets to, but I think it's who he wants to actually be in real life. Yeah, you, you I, know what I mean. Like I think you get a character every now and then where I think like that. It's like what you said. He is Jack Sparrow, so it's kind of like it's essentially how Hugh Jackman was Wolverine for yeah. so long. Like he is Wolverine. This that's how I feel kind of about the, Jack Sparrow. The I, problem Johnny you Depp. mentioned though is that you said uh jack sparrow as at a low in this point in the film um, it was it was weird because it I, like it mirrors his life it, you know it mirrors but i think that also did the the state of his character i i think it also did affect his performance in a way too because there while the magic's still there it's it's not that it doesn't have that same energy to him he, as jack he, sparrow. he feels like he's extra drunk when he's drunk yeah. I, where i was like he might legitimately be drunk right now yeah. um it, it it yeah it felt like he was tired and not tired but like that's who he's supposed to be as well yeah it was really it's just it's very hard to distinguish what was the performance and 
but what was that could be a sign of that could be a sign of a true actor too yeah. though you know what i mean that's brando style stuff yeah I, I guess that is the case but then seeing him bounce back like seeing all the press that he did with disneyland mm-hmm. um he seemed like a complete different person yeah. and all that promotion when he dressed up as jack sparrow and got in the pirate's ride and was waving at people on that yeah. so i mean i i think there's more to that story that's leading on but uh those are kind of the big list um uh, the character gibbs is back again yeah of course. who doesn't he love mr to. gibbs yeah I, um but no there's uh i i think the cast there's a lot of oh sorry i, I just uh, the the cast as a whole i think everyone uh delivered uh solid performances some mm-hmm. people are there specifically to deliver the cheese and yeah. make it a goofy fun movie and others are there for to bring that just that extra sense of action adventure energy to it and i think i think that it was balanced well we're leaving two people out here that i feel like do are underrated in the pirates franchise the um the duo with the guy with the wooden eye from the british office yeah that was that him again in this movie has he just like aged no, 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 and no, gained no, a lot no. of weight no he was he was not in it so that so they was... gave him like a new sidekick the other guy a new sidekick one no 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 um if you remember the the two the two of them they are from the very first movie they were in the british royal navy and they were kind of like the bumbling sidekicks on the british side oh i i thought i'm think i'm am i just getting him confused then because there was the one pirate who had the wooden eye yeah you're that's who you're talking about Did from he not- the office no they him and his sidekick were not in this one but he so he has a sidekick too though the wooden eye guy yeah he's uh got the balding hair i i'm so sorry i'm trying to be as descriptive as possible I, I, he's got the the bald spot on the top of his head the scraggly hair kind of like oh yeah almost, he, he's the yeah. dwarf from uh from um uh he plays one of the seven dwarfs i'm yes. sorry he in in once upon a time um Oh yeah, I I like merged those characters in my head because that's why I was like, this guy looks different. So were these two guys in the other movies, or is this their reappearance from? So that we didn't see them in the last movie, we didn't see them in Stranger Tides, right? I I gotta be honest, I have not watched. I I believe they were in Dead Man's Chest and At World's End. I don't remember for the life of me if they were on uh, if they were in on Stranger Tides. Well, I, anyway, I just, well, anyway, though, it was yeah. nice to see those like kind of minor side characters make their reappearance yeah uh, there was a lot of really great callbacks um the directors did say that they the tone and style and script of this movie were heavily influenced by the first movie which you can really feel it it's got that m- more taking itself more seriously where like the first movie is scary sometimes yeah. you know what i mean and the, and it is funny and um in and it is adventurous and it just like an adventure can be scary funny you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i my, i'm gonna tell you right now what my one of my favorite callback swore that i very specifically remembered is in the first movie i loved his comment on mayonnaise because he always says i love the french they invented mayonnaise <laughs> he says that again in this movie and i loved it because i that was like for some reason it's just a stupid off the cuff line that johnny depp just says in the movie i think it was even like it was improv yeah and it, he says it again in this movie because they're they're gonna um he's up for uh uh, death by he gets three options the firing squad hanging or the new French invention the guillotine and he says oh or they say the guillotine and he says oh sounds French the inventors of mayonnaise I like the French so he chooses that and then he sees what it is you know and he's like ah oh, no um, but 
a lot of there there was that there was a, a fun line where um the the girl says to uh, the guy um, Karina says to Henry about oh and did you um, have a conversation with a kraken or mermaids yeah. and it, that was a nice callback to the last two movies as well. Do you have something to say? Oh no, I I sorry, I just had to figure out the um, the characters that we were talking about right before. Okay, yeah. So I was digging into that, and so the characters that were um, part of the Royal Marine in the uh, Curse of the Black Pearl, as well as then um, in Dead Man's Chest and At World's End, they um, their characters were Mulroy and Murtog, and Murtog then. Apparently, on on Stranger Tides, they were on the Black Pearl when uh, when Blackbeard captured it and put it in the bottle. But then they're back in, um, and they're back in Dead Men Tell No Tales. Wait a minute. So is that a mistake? I I guess it was because they're they're with Balbosa. Yeah. No, they they are clearly next to before they, the ship's out of the bottle. Yeah. Exactly. So I didn't even remember that ship going in the bottle. So that whole plot, I was just like, oh, something happened. Yeah. <laughs> like so, and then the other characters you were talking about that were part of uh, Barbosa and the Black Pearl were uh, Pintel and Rigetti, and the um, what they, happened to them? Their story just ended after uh, at World's End. Oh, so that's they, it. That they was kind of okay. That, yeah. So okay. Well, good. That's um, good to know. But yeah. So. Um, Sorry to interrupt your throwbacks. No, 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 you're fine. Um, okay, so I, I thought the directors did a good, a really good job. For people I'd never heard of, I thought it was in line. It, it felt like a Pirates movie. It yeah. looked like a Pirates movie. Um, we saw it in 3D, which I would definitely recommend. I thought the 3D in this movie was fantastic. Um, some of the best I've probably actually seen, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I, I do think – I'm not a big 3D movie person, but I thought that this one, it was – it did – I don't know that you're going to get the full effect of the special of, of the of the look of uh, Salazar's crew without seeing it in 3D because their skin's kind of always flaking off, and it was a really yeah. interesting effect. And, uh, I I think Disney has finally mastered how 3D movies should be seen um, in, in theaters. They just it, it's perfect for that theater environment. Uh, it just adds that extra level of depth that really translates well on a big screen, not necessarily uh, at home viewing. And I think Pirates was was just as great as any other Disney movie I've seen in 3D. And that's that's almost always how I see my Disney movies in theaters when mm-hmm. I, when I have the chance to. Um, if that's if I can't see it in 3D for some reason, I'll settle for. For regular, but I, I usually always see it in 3D, and I, I will say that this was uh, quite impressive visually looking. Um, well, I, I read too this morning um, that it was filmed. Um, the entire film was uh, was was filmed in IMAX, and I thought that I thought that the Avengers: Infinity War was going to be the first film to completely film in IMAX. So I'm not sure if the wording on this sentence, because it's in Wikipedia, just says the entire film wasn't was filmed in IMAX. Um, and I saw a comparison of this at the movie theater the other day because apparently, if you go see this in IMAX, you're going to get see 26 percent more of the film. And I saw it with the shark scene, and it, yeah. it's true. You see a lot more of the top and bottom. I mean, so ugh, I might have to see it again in IMAX, but. Um, just because I like, I'm a fan of seeing the movie in the original format it was intended to be seen in. So any Christopher Nolan movies, I'm always seeing those in IMAX. Um, yeah. But but regardless, everything looked really good. I thought the I thought the score was great too because this is the first one that Hans Zimmer hasn't done. Uh, he didn't do the very first one either. So 
What? Um, Are you sure? Yeah. It was um, Klaus Bedelt on the first one. And then... Uh, this one's Jeff Zanelli. Yeah. So Klaus Bedelt, uh, he did the very first one, and then Hans Zimmer came on. Um, hmm. with did the, the second and third? Second and third, and it was... I, I forget the details of it. I think it was even like the second one. It was like the joint uh, kind of arrangement like Hans Zimmer has done before. But yeah. I, I might be speaking out of line there and completely incorrectly. Um, yeah, the music, it just, the music was basically just the themes that they established in Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah. Just repurposed and reused um, as you would expect. Um, the same way an Indiana Jones yeah, movie does it. Exactly. The it's same the way any franchise yeah. does. So uh, there was no surprises there. Uh, we've already talked visually how it was. The The last thing I want to mention before we get into spoilers is uh, we all know just like uh, a week ago, they released that poster with the surprise announcement that Paul McCartney was going to have a, a cameo oh, yeah, yeah, character yeah, I in to say, it. Yeah. And I will just say, I will talk about it in the spoiler section um, that we have coming up here, but... Um, as a Beatles fan, as a Paul fan, it was just very nice and wonderful. I, I thought it was. I prefer, I thought it was better than the Keith Richards cameo. That's exactly yeah. what I was just going to say. I felt like this is how they should have handled Keith Richards. Yeah, and um, definitely, definitely worked out well. For yeah. Him. Well, so that's that's the uh, okay. Uh, well, Give before we did, di- yeah. Di- delve into spoilers where does this one sit in the franchise for you uh, i'm not this doesn't have to be like an official ranking yeah. we can do that in another episode but i'm just curious like what did your what was your overall enjoyment level oh i i definitely enjoyed it um i i do see it for what it is where the first movie i i truly think it is a it is a great movie um yeah it is a it is a perfect act action adventure movie um you know similar to something like raiders of the lost ark or even going back to uh going classic and going for like the treasure of the sierra madra it has that same yeah that same adventure feel to it it's so got great it's I, good it's it's it one it's a good structured film yeah. as well um you Agreed. know it's got a lot of great yeah. lines got a great uh, i'd say that i i mean iconic moments i, I yeah. want to you know, fall in there. Yeah. Know? But, uh, this one to me, it would fall somewhere. Uh, it fall pretty much right in the middle where I'd put dead man's chest and curse of the black pearl ahead of it. And at world's end and, um, and, uh, on stranger tides right behind it. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely a fun summer blockbuster, something that I probably will also go see again in IMAX, see it mm-hmm. the way, uh, see it the way it was intended to be seen. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's a goofy, fun movie. What? Yeah. It's not, it's not a, it's not. A, I don't need like the Academy award winning script. Yeah. Every movie I go to see, you this, know what I mean? But it, this, the, yeah. it's like what you said. It, it, it's fun. It, that's above anything else. This movie's fun. Um, there's nothing that really stands out like a sore thumb, particularly that I didn't enjoy that I can really think of that. I was like, Oh, I wish they didn't do that or something. And I, I only have one and we'll talk about that in the spoilers. Okay. Um, and, um, I, I haven't seen the third or the fourth one more than the one time. Like I said, they're at my house. They're sitting there waiting for me. Um, uh, so I, I don't necessarily want to rank it, but I would say that I enjoyed this one probably best other than the original. Nothing is ever going to beat the original for me. I mean, I, I want to say that now, and then I hope I'm proven wrong someday that they create just a stellar, stellar one to go out with because this one, marketing as the final one, I don't, I'm hoping it isn't because 
I do enjoy these movies. These movies for me are like a fun event movie. I think they just released too many in a row is what happened. And so people that weren't great. So they had two in a row that weren't amazing. So people got a little fatigued and then they had another one that people didn't love. So it was like, oh my gosh, stop. You know, where it's kind of like, okay, if you could keep it in this level and go forward, I would love to see one of these every like five or six years, you know, four or five years, three years. I, I genuinely think that they were hoping that this would be that turnaround movie for them like uh you know with fast and the furious when um when fast five came out that started to yeah, show that, like that was that's the gonna new, turn the beginning. yeah it's gonna start to turn around and then six and seven come out and just blow open the gate yeah uh, from mission impossible mission impossible 2 just went the different route yeah. screwed it up three it was bringing it back, back on track yeah. and then you hit off with um with uh, Ghost, Ghost Protocol, Protocol yeah. and just it's a brand new revitalized franchise. And yeah, I, I think that Disney's hoping that this happens with with Pirates that this will take what they kind of did damage on before mm-hmm. and revitalize it. And again, I, I still stand by this critically. I don't think this is going to do more than like a fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's going to be very despite despite blah divisive and See, i'm even surprised by that middle. to be honest like um, i was hoping a little higher like I, I am surprised that because all the pirates movies have ridiculous some ridiculous action sequences we already spoke about the one where they're robbing the bank that we thought was that's probably the most ridiculous action sequence in the movie oh, i mean yeah. the the more the other ones are much more elaborate but that's the one where you're kind of like this is a funny action scene it's yeah. not meant to be serious yeah, but. i i think it's just i think audiences are going to eat this one up because it does bring back some of that magic from the first one, um, but I don't. I don't expect this to go on to make Beauty and the Beast numbers. I, I don't expect it to go on and make Fast and the Furious style numbers. Um, it's there's they're just I, Johnny Depp's been kind of scarred, so this movie doesn't really have the A list celebrities that they need to like really propel it to yeah. the next level. And um, it's you know it's it's a fun movie. But Craig, you were right. Uh, I, 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 before we go, I want to, before we tip into the spoiler territory, you do see a young Jack Sparrow in the trailers because we spoke about this in another episode. Um, they did DH Johnny Depp, they did, but it was an actor standing in for him, yeah. Too, so, so it's it's just his face, I think, kind of like, just, uh, like pasted on, yeah. It was kind of like Leia where they got a different actress yeah. to play her and then, um, and then did their work on that so yeah i i you know i would give the movie like uh if i was rating it on a a grading scale i'd I'd give it somewhere like a a b to b minus in terms of my enjoyment yeah yeah, like i said i'm gonna see it again i'm gonna own the movie i'm I'm gonna enjoy it i'm gonna i'm gonna enjoy watching it it was very enjoyable so um that'll do it for our non-spoiler territory so if you want to shut it off and go watch the movie go do that now and then uh, i'm gonna put up right here on the bottom of the screen is the spoiler warning and um we're gonna move into that for a few minutes Mm -hmm. before we go so um where do we want to start with this so uh okay so i'll start with my issue in the movie um there is well okay hold hold on hold on hold on hold on let me give a little bit more because i did read something that we didn't talk about because it was kind of a spoiler okay so we talked about henry henry's um his character's mission in this is to find the trident of of poseidon yes because it will break all the curses of the sea because he wants to free his father will turner from his curse of davy jones yes and then um 
Katrina, Katrina, Karina, Karina is 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 she also looking for the trident or is she just looking? She's just there. she is also looking for the trident because um, she does not know who her father is. Yeah, I keep forgetting we're we're in spoiler mode. Yeah, so yeah, we can yeah. Say it. She doesn't know that we'll talk Barbosa about it in a second. is oh, God, her father. Just, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I have to get it out there. We've all we've established I this is spoiler we were zone. Say it. I was going in order. Of These spoilers. people know. These people they, need to they know. know. She doesn't know Barbosa is her father. She wants to find her father, and apparently, this is going to help solve some of that mystery. And is so, that your issue with the film? No, no, no. Okay, My totally issue is when when Barbosa uh, starts to find out about his fleets and stuff. One of the things he does is he goes to this witch who is in prison. Oh, in I herself. did have an issue with these parts too. And so the witch is being kept by the. Wait, is she in a cell? Yeah, she's in a cell being guarded by the okay. the navy or the marines, whatever one they oh. are. Um, but she's being guarded and. Um, so in St. Martin. Yeah. So he goes to her and says like, you know, I, I need, I need the help. And because he's the one who apparently captured her, then she is used by the British to help pinpoint the exact location of the, um, of the trident because in, um, Elizabeth in Karina's, yeah. Oh, yeah. In Karina's yeah, room, when the blood moon came out and she did all the drawings on the wall, you know, the the witch comes in and she's, oh, I can tell you exactly where it's at. So that's how the British get involved. And they start going after the Trident, too, to end everything. My problem is the Wait, witch... did the British want the Trident specifically? Or were they just after Karina and Henry? I think they were after all of them, including the Trident, Karina, Henry, and Jack Sparrow. Okay. Like, I think it was an all-in deal. And where my problem is, the, the witch has... Like, basically no purpose at that. It was like they sat back and said, okay, we need we need a character to tie this and this together. So we'll make this, we'll make the perfect ideal character to just bridge that gap because we wrote kind of a sloppy portion of the script there. And then, so yeah, it's bad enough that she's in there for basically no reason. But then the British are sailing out there and oh yeah, and they're just they're, boop. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're they're right out of it. It's like if the British weren't going to play that big of a Salazar role in just this, blows through their ship yeah. without anything. There's no confrontation or anything. It's just like boop, drove exactly. right through your ship, killed ya. Exactly. <laughs> there was no reason at all. The it, the witch. You're didn't saying need why not just happen. remove that scene? Exactly. Remove the entire character. Remove the part. As soon as the British should have been just left alone. You know what? Johnny Depp bested them. They all bested them back on Saint Martin. Forget about them. Figure out some other way for Barbosa to be able to track down. Okay, I I think I, part of it is to they. I think they partly needed to showcase there was no land they could get to that yeah. they were going to be able to get on, and because because so one of the the um, Balbosa Balbosa Salazar's crew. They can run on water, a bunch yeah. of Jesuses running out there, um, but they can't touch on land. They essentially disintegrate, Dissipate, so they yeah. can't. Yeah, they can't follow you onto land. Um, so that's the big thing is they they need to get to like a land somewhere or at one point in the movie. I do have an I I didn't really have an issue with the character of the witch, but I do have an issue with that section of the movie because I felt like it suffered from poor editing. Um, yeah. Because I don't have an issue when Balbosa goes to the witch. Well. 
I do. I guess you're right. I didn't really notice that he was going to the British area and telling them he needed to see the witch. I didn't know she was captured until you just said that. I don't think I put that together. But it, it does go from Balbosa, uh, Barbosa. I keep calling him Balbosa. Barbosa being on his ship. Um, the the next cut is he's on land and he's going to see a guy. And I was like, that was a really awkward cut. Like, and I and I let it go. And he went to see the witch. And I'm like, okay, he's gone to see a witch before, so I know he knows yeah. witches. That that part's not surprising to me. Um, it was that there is a scene all of a sudden where the British have the witch in front of uh, Karina's cell, where she's done all the math out yeah. for how to the stars, like Craig said, and. Um, I was just kind of like, where did they go to get her? Because I didn't understand that she was in one of their cells. So, and then you're right. She doesn't really make an appearance again in the movie. And the whole idea was that the witch says to them, you know, she's not a witch. And they were like, yeah, "Yeah, but we know you are. She didn't really have her, like, the witch was not as cool as um, Naomi Harris's witch. Yeah. Although she also didn't have crabs. So, you know, because Naomi Harris became the giant crabs. Was uh, weird. I, I I always hate that scene. Yeah, I so th- that whole sequence, the inclusion of her with the British in there, to me that just added about uh, let's say ten extra minutes to the movie that could have easily been chopped off. Not really. I could see that had anything to do with the plot. Kind of extended it out. Um, the next thing that I didn't really like about it was that um, the whole reason why Salazar is freed from the. Uh, Oh, gosh. I I can't even remember. The Devil's Triangle. The Devil's Triangle. Thank you. The whole reason he's freed of it is because Jack gives up the compass. I feel like... Jack gets... Okay, so Jack... uh, Just to touch on this before you go. uh, The backstory with Jack and Salazar's confrontation is Jack inherits the compass from his captain that has... When he was a boy... When his, and supposedly that's how Jack got his name, Jack Sparrow. Yeah. But, like, if Salazar thought he was Jack... He looked like a sparrow... It was like it was like well you didn't tell anybody because he dies in the Devil's Triangle. Thank you. That that was part of it too. Is that Salazar sees this young boy up in the, in the, in the crow's, crow's nest, nest. Yeah. and that's when he becomes a Jack battle, the Sparrow. <laughs> he just keeps saying it weirder yeah. and weirder every time he says it. It's just normal Sparrow, and there's just like a battle. But, but then again. Dead men tell no tales, so maybe he told it to someone who is living. He always leaves one person alive to tell the story, though. Remember that? And and that's how maybe Jack Sparrow came out, and eventually Jack realized that that name was about him. I don't know. That's all making a bunch of big assumptions right there. But, um, yeah, so... But a minor. Um, that's a minor thing. Yeah, though, that, that, that's that's very minor, and I that just derailed me. Oh, you were I, talking about the compass. Sorry, I was yeah. giving the backstory about how Jack the, inherited the compass so to begin yes, with. Yeah, Jack, drunk, stupid, goes to trade the compass finally for a bottle of rum, and this sets off the the the. Then this sets off. It releases the Salazar's crew from the Devil's Triangle. Yes, and I I just. I'm thinking back to the movies. This is a problem with not watching them right before you go see it and mm-hmm. not watching them before we do this review. I could have swore at least once in the other movies a different character had the compass. Okay, I thought the same thing because when they were about, like, uh, they they made the compass like a plot point again, yeah. like a, a MacGuffin or something. Like, but it um, it it was one of the points of the third one. I thought that somebody needed the compass because they needed to find the heart. Yeah, David Jones. So like they needed to get Jack's compass. So that compass gets away from him at one point. So yeah. you're saying they should have been freed then. But 
I I think that he had to like willingly give it away. It because it's that that was the terminology they use is that when Jack surrenders the compass, so he it was stolen before. Whereas this, he surrendered it. Okay, well I I will give it that, but it's still it's it's another one of those there. It's it's. It's on the line. I did. I did think that too. Line. Where I was like, "Ooh, is this a little inconsistent with the other one?" Like, yeah. Um, but those were like my only minor annoyances in the movie. Again, nothing was like this. Uh, it wasn't the reasons why I, I think it's going to do bad. Those were just little things. Um, I, I want to talk Paul McCartney real quick. Uh, yeah, you Uncle find Jack. Out, yeah, you find out that Paul McCartney is Uncle Jack. Uh, Jack's. Jack's uncle, and um, he's in the cell, and uh, he's singing Maggie May, uh, the Beatles song, in there. So that's your first hint that he's that he's going to become. And then he tells just the worst joke in the world: the uh, a clam or a scallop walks into oh, a God, bar, yeah, orders a beer and a mop, and then you hear a <laughs> laugh. You, but you hear a laugh from like seven cells down of one of the prisoners just being like. <laughs> And then Jack. I didn't get the joke at funny. first, and then yeah, and then he was. Like, <laughs> and I like how they were like reviewing. It was essentially like he was going to do a review of the ser- <laughs> the service here is terrible at yeah. the at the prison. Yeah, yeah, and when Jack's on his way to to go to his execution, it's like, oh, talk to my friend about. Oh that. yeah, ask for the ask for the disemboweler. Yeah. They won't cut your feet off. Yeah, they won't cut your feet. Um, oh, and then when Jack asks when he gets up to the guillotine, and he's like, I want to speak to whatever. Anything. Like, uh, I thought that was good. That was funny. No, it was it was a nice funny sequence. I thought this movie was. Was again. We've said funny and quick, but it was. And I it didn't was hilarious see all the twists either. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that Katrina was going to be Bal- Karina. Uh, Karina was going to be Barbosa's daughter until he goes up to talk to her, and I was like, oh, because I knew you didn't have the feeling because they mention it. I thought we talked about this before the show. I thought it was going to be a Luke and Leia situation, yeah. and she was going to be sibling to him but i know i was like well that would be stupid because why would they not know who the sibling was yeah that, that was a tough one but you knew that karina was going to be Some, a somebody from the yeah, franchise's she was, daughter she was going to be the daughter of someone in there the issue was she looks absolutely nothing like barbosa which they even point out yeah. in the movie that, <laughs> that she looks nothing like it but um but then they say well you did know a smith then that kind of leads it down that line. To I just thought Smith out. had been her made-up name was all. But, yeah. but then yeah. it turns out he did tell a story. He told a good story. Like, yeah. it was a nice story, and I was like, ah. And the whole reason she has this journal that she's using is because it had a ruby imprinted on it. So he didn't give it to her as, like, a treasure map. He gave it to her as a hope she'd sell it and be able to, like, live off that money. Exactly. And so it's kind of – he talks about how it's unusual that now she's made her way back to him. Essentially, yeah. what he never wanted to happen. Yeah, but um, I think it was a, a good twist. It's they always find a way to humanize uh, Barbosa's character. Yeah, uh, more and more with each film. Because in the first one, yeah, straight up villain. The second one, when they bring him back, Tiadama brings him back from the dead mm-hmm. to to help out and go find Jack. It's like he becomes this this new hero of yeah. sorts, and that and that continues. Through world's well, end. I was so going to say that this it, is just like the final twist on making him a yeah. character you you not just root for, but you actually and do truly care about. He's got him. that great. I, I thought he's got a good redeeming moment yeah. too. You know, you knew you know it's coming when yeah. it's coming. You know, I, I actually thought Barbosa is my favorite part of on Stranger Tides. 
because yeah. I liked the buddy cop with him, and, yeah. and it gave the backstory about how he lost his leg. Yeah. And yeah. I always thought that was really – I thought that was one of my favorite parts of that movie. Um, uh, we didn't – this isn't spoiler, but I do want to mention this really quick. I always – I thought the uh, makeup and stuff in this movie, the attention to detail to make things – even as outlandish as this movie is, like the pirate skin all burned with like yeah. sunspots and like bloodshot eyes, like I am always blown away by that. Yeah, no, I, I was thinking the exact same thing too with this. I don't remember it being that detailed in yeah. the other ones. It really stuck out in this one. Um, in a in a good way. Yeah. What I felt like was like, oh, it's gross, and like these men look like they've been trapped in the sun on a boat for like a long time. Oh, and, and as a person, as a person who's had a night or two of heavy drinking <laughs> in their life, I know I know those bloodshot eyes as well too. So um, it just all played in together. So uh, in the spoiler territory here, um, I do want to uh, throw it out there that if you are hoping that Will Turner is in this movie more then you think he's not in the movie. He's in the movie for the opening scene, and then he's in the movie for the closing scene. He's not, there's no swashbuckling action with Will Turner in this yeah. movie. No, and we knew that, we knew that uh, Kira Knightley was going to come back as Elizabeth Swan. <gasps> oh, let's Swan, talk about that moment. Then. And she was, and it, it, it almost felt like she, if it wasn't for the fact that they did embrace and then kiss, I would have thought that she filmed her scenes completely in a different sound stage. Yeah, I agree. Set apart from uh, Orlando Bloom, like I'll, I'll, it's okay. I'll come in and do it. I just don't want to be don't, on set with. Anyone. I don't want anyone to see me. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but I will say, when it happens, I did get a little like, oh, the feels. It d- brought back that like oh, yeah. I, you know, I don't even know the other ones as well as I know the first. But it just it it ended on that like, oh, that's a good note. No, yeah. it it definitely it it. It felt good seeing them reunited. It, it felt like the movie. Uh, the movie definitely it, it closed a door the good way, and, um, and and I enjoyed that aspect to it. Those the story of those characters now, in my book, they are over and done with. I don't care if they make more movies. I don't care if they even bring back uh, Karina and Henry Turner, which. Neither one of them are pirates, so I don't see a reason for yeah. them to be involved again. In in my book, their their Unless stories Bar- are Barbosa somehow. Well, he didn't know the daughter, so he couldn't have left her. Something. The yeah. only way for them to come back and become pirates is if it is a twist, like what happened in Dead Man's Chest, where okay, well, you know, Will and Will and Elizabeth are all good, but then they are married and. Um, I forget how does it how does it how does it come back? It's the the whole wedding sequence and they're arrested. Because Will's a pirate at the end of Black Pearl, though. Yeah, and it's because she's getting married to the pirate. Yeah, right. So they're they're he is now a pirate because of everything he did, and so she's marrying him, and you know it goes into he's being arrested and getting into all of that with Davy Jones and and setting off that whole storyline and. So that's like the only way I can see them doing this again for these characters is saying, oh, well, you are accomplices with Jack Sparrow. You were wanted before, so now you have to be thrust into piracy. I don't think it needs to happen. These characters all had their story wrapped up in yeah, a really I, nice, I clean way, and they they need to be done with their story. Well, and it's like what I, said, what I said, too, is that I feel like these movies should be like Jack's the weaving thread, but it should always be like new stories. And so I don't need those characters again. You know what I mean? Give yeah. me some new... If you're going to do that, give me new people again, you know? Um, I uh, So how do you feel about... So 
like as we said earlier, it was marketed as like the final adventure, but essentially the 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 Poseidon's trident is the thing that when done ends all the curses yeah. at sea. So it's supposed to be like that. But there is a little coda at the end of the movie, at the end of the credits, that do you want to? Yeah, and so the. The coda at the end, um, the whole way to the final, you have to make it all the way there. Um, but it ends with uh, a stormy night, and Will and Elizabeth are sleeping in bed, and um, you hear like the yeah, you hear the sounds and the footsteps, and um, you know Davy Jones has you come. See the shadow, yeah, yeah you see the the, the 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 tentacles going, and exactly, and um, but then. Uh, strike and will wakes up and looks around and of course nothing's there but then it pan uh it tilts down to the floor and you see shells and a wetness on the floor as if davy jones had come back um and this is where it kind of gets confusing the trident of poseidon didn't necessarily it, it killed the curses it didn't kill legends um and davy jones isn't he was cursed in a way, but not. I, I felt like Davy Jones is like a Poseidon. Well, this is like where I have a, to like rewatch beyond. the other one because I, I'm. I, that's where I'm confused because I was like, I, I thought it was like whoever has the heart gets the heart, and then so like Will, I thought went under the same curse that Davy Jones went under. But maybe, and why would Davy Jones be after Will now? You know what I mean? Did Will do something bad? So I'm like, that movie needs to be a lot more fresh in my head for me to understand that thing. But then also that coda is like, okay, are you suggesting that you're going to try and do another movie where it's Will and Elizabeth versus Davy Jones again? Because that's what it, that's the vibe I was getting from that. And that's, that's not the vibe you get when the credits are closing. When the credits are closing, you're like, it'll probably be Jack again with somebody else because it, it does have a nice moment with Jack at the wheel with his compass. And you said the line he says is similar to how he ends the first movie. Yeah. So um, going back to uh, Davy Jones mm-hmm. in that character, he was a human. He fell in love with Calypso, the sea goddess. That's right. That's right. Calypso, um, yeah. And she gave him immortality. And part of that was then um, it was... Uh, that he had the task of ferrying souls who died at sea to the next world. So almost like a, like a, like a reaper. Yeah, oh, yeah. Kind of like a reaper type character. So when, um, and he had the flying Dutchman for that. And, you know, he took people to Davy Jones locker. Mm-hmm. And so I think in my mind, the way I read this, this isn't a curse of the sea. This was a, a it, gift that think, she yeah. gave it to him. She essentially made him a God. When she did this, so even though the curses and other stuff would erase what happened to like Will, I guess that could essentially bring him back to his god form that he was in before because all past curses and stuff were erased. But I, I do think that I, I would say that he is outside the realm, so it is possible for his character Davy Jones's revenge. Yeah, and isn't that a thing? Uh, is that a drink? It could be. It could be. So is that code for diarrhea? It, it very well could be. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no. So the the first the first movie ends with, and I apologize. I I don't know the exact the exact words, but I believe it is. You know, he says we have our heading now, 
bring me that horizon. Yeah. And that's how that's the last line of the the first movie. And and then in this one, um it's I've got a date with I've got a date with the beyond, hori- beyond the horizon. Yeah, beyond yeah. the horizon. So he brings up the horizon again. And you know, it's like the exact same kind of sunset feel to it mm-hmm. and the that same and, shot yeah. and has it out and it just so it it's set up like that first movie where the first movie it felt like that would have been a perfect end it left a little mystery mm-hmm. but a perfect end to that this one this one to me it until the the end scene in the the credits the between what happens with the turners and what happens with jack sparrow i would say it sets it up that it is the story is closed completely that's just my interpretation of it though uh, well, uh, the thing is, to, I mean, I, I think it leaves it in the same sense as the first one, where it feels like closed enough that it's like, I don't need to go see these people again. I don't think we needed to, like, I'm sorry to say it, but like, I don't think we needed, well, I guess we did, because we didn't know Will's dad and stuff like that. But um, I, at the end, it felt like a complete, its own film. And, and that's what I kind of think these really should be, anthology films yeah. and not ongoing. I don't know. So... Yeah, it, it, it puts it in a weird place. I would have been happier with that ending because if we never saw another one, it would have been a good bookend. And then they add that tail end, and you're like, well, what are you suggesting? Well, and why are you suggesting ruining these people's lives more? Yeah. You know, I, it, We knew they had to have an ending little part in the, in the end credits. I just wish they would have handled it. I mean, I guess it is kind of obscure like the first one. Do you remember the, the end credit scene in Curse of the Black Pearl? Mm, no, I know it has something to do with the skeletons, though, right? It, it's one of the one of the monkey or something. Is monkey out. monkey steals another coin and hits the light, and you find out that the curse is back on monkey, and monkey's a skeleton. Okay, yeah, and you're like, oh, is that just a fun thing? Because th- that never really played out either. Exactly. I mean, unless that's how Barbosa came back or Barbosa. Good lord. Um, but uh, no, Tia Dalma. That's what I thought. Okay, so, so that's so I I see it in kind of that same way. It's a little, it's I feel it's just a cold. <laughs> it, it's a little out there. It could lead to something, but at the end of the day, I, I think it's nothing. I, I you know Disney does want more money, but there there's not another character, uh, another actor let... who could ever step in to the Jack Sparrow role. Exactly. I, I 100% believe this. I don't see this as a bond where go different and make a different interpretation. No. It's, I don't think it's there not. is a different interpretation. I no. think you'd have to create a new character altogether. And then I don't think that there's going to be one that resonates in that same manner. No, it, it would take a, it would take an extraordinary character actor that like loses themselves in a role. It would take like a Tom Hardy to yeah. just completely disappear and turn back up as a pirate. And not that I'm saying it couldn't happen one day, but, you, you know, right. his his version of the role eventually would start murdering everyone and go, like, <laughs> really sadistic. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it is one of those, like, now that I think about it. Tom Hardy is a pirate. Well, he's playing Venom now, so it's going to be every bad guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so, yeah, well, that's well, that's that. I think that's yeah. all there is to say about it, you know. I feel good finally getting it out there. Yeah. It's yeah. nice to actually, I think actually talking about the spoilers at the end might be a good idea for the future. Right? Yeah. I, think, I feel I feel better now, like, because normally we wouldn't have discussed that end credit scene. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. So um, it feels good. 
Okay, well, like we said, we recommend going to see it. I think this is a movie that should be seen in a movie theater. Yes. I, I, I think it was made for the spectacle, for sure. Um, I think it was fun. I think if you like pirates and you like that adventure theme, you're going to enjoy the movie. So if you have seen the movie by now, uh, at this point, if you've watched this after it comes out, um, leave us some comments. Let us know what you thought about it. Thank you, Craig, for doing this review. No, thank you. With me. And thank you uh, for giving me the heads up about the thing. And thank you to Jackie Gailey again for inviting me along and the Disney Parks blog for putting it on for us. Um, and uh, if you happen to be coming to our 20th anniversary um, event that we are holding, the Diz is holding um, the week of May. It's next week. I don't know the beginning of the date. May 20. Today is the 22nd. 29th. 29th through June 2nd. Um, on the 30th, we'll be doing a, uh, a Pirates thing at AMC Yarg. Tuesday morning. Check it out on disboards.com for all that information if you want to come see the movie with myself and Pete. And, um, yeah, it'll be fun. So if you've seen the movie, let us know what you thought of the movie in the comments below. Um, I will revisit the Pirates theme again and do some ranking and fun uh, stuff later down the Yarg. road, maybe. And uh, I think that's, uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Dispop.